Welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name's Maggie. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Today's topic is excellent. I have a very special guest here. This is only our second guest ever. As you know, our first was David Brotherton, and our second guest here today is Buckeye Brett. Brett and I actually have something in common. We both have weird last names. Brett, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Buick, like the car. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mine's Pegasic. No one can ever say it, let alone spell it. Um, So Brett is with Buckeye. um, And I thought we would have Brett here today because we've seen a lot of posts recently in our Buy Here, Pay Here groups on Facebook, not really understanding a couple of things that Buckeye offers. Also, specifically reinsurance. I see so many questions about repossessions and like cars getting in accidents. And what do I do with this? And what do I do with that? And I thought, this would be a really good topic because it seems like people don't necessarily get it. So, Brett, what is reinsurance? Yeah, so it's um, uh, we get the same questions all the time, and I think you know most people just kind of assume that it's you know more complicated than it really is, and that it's you know labor intensive and and all of these things. And once we sit down and kind of go over it, um, some of them are either either relieved uh, about, um, you know, the prospect of being able to actually make it work for them or kind of in disbelief, um, which is, uh, you know, still to me interesting to this day that so many people haven't heard of it, but Mm -hmm. reinsurance is essentially uh, two pieces. So the first part of reinsurance is where uh, what Buckeye will do is we create the actual reinsurance company, right? So it is its own company. It's completely separate from the dealership or separate from your finance company, whether you're buy here, pay here, or a you know, retail used car dealer, new car dealership, doesn't really matter. And once we create that company, the second piece of the puzzle is obviously creating the um, products that are going to be the ones that that particular dealer wants to take uh, advantage of. And a lot of times we see they're kind of specific to the dealer because with reinsurance, a lot of these products are highly customizable. Yeah, that's awesome. So who, in your opinion, probably the answer is everyone, because when somebody says to me, who needs training? My answer is always everyone who needs it. Why does someone need reinsurance? Reinsurance is, is I would say for almost everyone, right? There are a couple of instances where people have, uh, I've, I've advised them kind of to start doing something different, but it's, it's, it's a pretty rare occasion. It's usually for people who are really just getting started and don't know they can't answer enough questions about their business for me to even, you know, create the right stuff for them. And so usually with those people, we kind of, mm-hmm. we limp in and we'll start providing more, you know, basic consulting before we, you know, go jumping them into a reinsurance company. But for the most part, the majority of dealers um, qualify for reinsurance because in most situations, they're already doing it, right? So they're, they're yeah. already doing all the things that they could reinsure, they're just doing it in a different way. So one of the things that you'll you'll hear me and, and Jason Gosnell say all the time is reinsurance is just a better way to account for the transactions you're already doing. Mm-hmm. So um, we have uh, seen a surge in used car retail um, lately, you know, not, not our buy here, pay here business, which is kind of our core business, but sure. the used car dealer. And <clears throat> what we found is that Almost all of them, whether on purpose or just because their salespeople are doing it, right, have that, hey, if anything happens in the first 30 days, let us know, we'll take care. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And they're standing behind their vehicle, right? And it's because they're worried about Facebook leads. It's because they understand that things are missed and reconditioning and they want to just do right by the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times too, it could be because maybe it's a subprime deal, right? And they've got to get the customer past the welcome call, uh, you know, just to even, you know, finish taking delivery. So mm-hmm. whether on purpose or not, most dealers have what we would call a limited warranty that they're already doing anyways, right? Most dealers call their limited warranty policy. Well, guess yeah. what? It's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Are you spending money in the first 30, 60, 90 days to keep a car sold, keep it on the road, or just kind of be a stand-up dealer and do the right thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is the answer for 95% of dealers is yes, I am. So you could create a limited warranty, which is going to kind of really lay out what's covered in black and white, still yep. gives the customer that peace of mind. And you can monetize that to say, hey, I'm going to charge myself, you know, two, three, $400, depending on your inventory and kind of set that money aside for repairs. I know I'm going to do anyways. Um, And when you do that inside of a reinsurance company, you get all the additional benefits because uh, having a reinsurance company is obviously very tax advantageous, Mm -hmm. which is why we work really closely with, you know, dealers and their CPAs to, to make sure that we're, you know, they're getting the maximum benefit out of that. So it's, it's just, it's more like an accrual, for policy work that you know you're going to do. Um, but instead of, you know, getting hit at it, you know, in, in one big chunk, you're kind of sprinkling it over every single deal. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know, other things like service contracts, Yep. service contracts for dealers are wildly frustrating because the costs are all over the place. Um, yep. they don't all cover things, right? So you sell a service contract, you convince the customer to take it, and then they end up denying the claim anyway. So guess who ends up fixing it? Well, it goes right back to the dealer. He ends up doing it. So when you take things like a limited warranty and a service contract, you say, you know what? Rather than having a policy account and rather than sending money to a third party and arguing with them, what if there was a better way where I could bring all these things in house and turn what is traditionally just a true expense to a dealership into an actual you know, revenue stream by using this reinsurance company where I can put all this money and all this premium into this account. And while it sits in there, because that money's at risk, it's not taxable. Mm-hmm. And, and that's usually this point where the, the light starts to come on for the dealers because you start saying things like, you know, what do you do when this happens? They're like, oh, I just end up fixing it. I'm like, okay, so you have a limited warranty. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They, and they swear they don't when it gets started. Like, no, 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 I don't do that. I sell all my cars as is. Well, 10 grand a month in policy says you have a limited warranty, you know, so maybe there's a better way. And, and uh, same thing with the service contracts, you know, most of these dealers know that their loss ratios, you know, the, the, the the warranty company or the the service contract company, rather they're making money off you. So Mm -hmm. you could be making money off yourself. And, And the kind of, that's the whole deal is meeting with the dealer, finding out the things that he's already doing him and then saying, Hey, what if there was a better way to do this? And it turned into uh, like a long-term wealth generating tool or access to capital for your business or the opportunity to invest money in other things. And then the wheels start to turn and they'll start asking questions. And that's usually when we can put something together. You know, my, my husband is a mechanic. And so I learned very quickly how unpredictable vehicles can be. Uh, We bought Mm -hmm. a brand new Volkswagen. This was long, long time ago, uh, 2000 
two or something and we took it on its very first road trip and went to go turn on the wipers and they didn't work and it was pouring and we had to pull over and buy Rain-X. I mean, stuff like that happens to brand new vehicles, let alone pre-owned vehicles. And, you know, here at CNM Coaching, when we're writing scripts and things like that, that's one of the first things I always ask them is tell me about your warranty. And there are a lot of people who say, well, we do like a 30-day money-back guarantee. And it sounds like if somebody's going to offer things like that, then their their best bet would really be to just kind of contact you guys and find out more about, you know, your product. Because it sounds like they're pretty much already doing something similar, just not the smartest way possible. Yeah, and, th- and that's all it is, you know. And, and the same thing is true for our buy here, pay here uh, dealers or lease here, pay here dealers or, um, you know, the finance companies that we do business with. It's like, okay, you know, car insurance is expensive. Yeah. We know it's, it, it can be unaffordable for our customers. We know that they love to cancel. So it's like, hey, with, with something like CPI, it's like, guys, we're in the collections business anyways. Mm-hmm. Why are we acting as collectors for somebody else when we could offer the customer CPI, bring the insurance in-house, make it more affordable and take control of the collections so we can protect the portfolio mm-hmm. and again, generate new revenue streams. And when you bring some of these things in-house and when you start to create you know, customized warranties, uh, which are given away or service contracts, which are sold and... You, and you talk to the dealer about what types of issues they're having and you say, hey, you know, this program could fix that. And if we did it this way, that could solve your problems. It ends up going really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I laugh about <clears throat> because this point was made to me, right? Because, you know, in my dealerships, I used to not do any of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. My dad opened his first dealership in 1994 and didn't start reinsurance until 2007, right? So we're just oh, as yeah. guilty as everybody else for not knowing about it. <laughs> and one of the things that was said to us was, hey, you know, let's say you got a great customer and, and they, they kept their full coverage insurance and they wrecked the car, okay? What do you do? Well, we file insurance claim. How long does that take? Oh, good Lord. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Three, four, five weeks. Okay. So after you've got the insurance claim, <clears throat> you got the money and you've argued with them, you've lost the good paying customer because of course he couldn't wait three, four, five weeks. Now let's assume you've got a deficiency balance of like four grand. What do you do? And the answer is always the same. Oh, we just charge it off. And then the guy looked right at me and he goes, oh, so you give free gap. And I was oh. like, oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. No. You know? It's kind of like, okay, all right, free gap it is. And, and so that's, you know, and, and, I, and I use that when I'm explaining it to people. It's like, hey, yeah, that's an what if there was a better way? <clears throat> it's all just what if there was a better way? What if there was mm-hmm. a better way? And, and, you know, at Buckeye, because of, you know, our experiences and obviously having people like, you know, Dave and Chuck uh, to, um, you know, advise us and, and people like Jason, Jason, who's been in the business a long time and worked with dealers. And then me from, you know, my experience is really being able to go in with the dealers and not just rubber stamp anyone, right? Like, don't just go in with like a, a template and say, oh, you should be doing this. It's, we really try to get into the weeds about what is specifically the right thing for this dealer in his current situation to get started with. And the answer is it's not the same for everybody. So that part's fun. I think that's probably why you and I have so much in common. And like the first time we talked, we had a lot of stuff and we do the same thing here. I mean, I don't just pass them a script and go, this is what we're going to do. Like we take the time to get to know the, the store, what their challenges are. We always do a mystery shop so we can hear what they're doing or what they're not doing now. And then write them something that actually 
makes sense. And, you know, before we started, you and I talked a little bit about training. I mean, obviously we all know how I feel about training. How do you feel about training? Yeah. I mean, training is, is, is super important uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, one, you know, your the two biggest expenses that you're going to have in any dealership is, you know, besides buying the cars is your service department and your people. And, you know, when you buy a car, we spend a bunch of time and energy reconditioning it to make it the best we can. And for some reason, when we hire people, we just kind of, you know, set them and forget them. You know what I mean? And it's, yes. <laughs> it's, it's really bad as, you know, one of those, um, you know, internet cartoons with the CEO and the, you know, CFO of the company, whatever they're talking. They're like, you know, well, what if we spend all this money training them and they leave? And the CFS says, what if we don't train them and they stay, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're terrible. And usually what you find is that there's so many little adjustments that you can make. Um, I know like we had the conversation when you were coaching, you know, one of our, one of our dealer performance groups. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I had made a statement to the, um, to all the dealers in the room after listening to one of their phone calls. I said, wow, that's interesting. I said, do me a favor. Somebody in here set an appointment for sometime Saturday. And they just like laughed. I'm like, yeah, you can't do it. I even like grabbed my phone and said, hey, Siri, set up an appointment for sometime Saturday. It has no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, guys, like it's little things like that. You know, um, you know, when can you come in today? I'm going to oh, steal I can't, that. I'm busy. You know what I mean? <laughs> they say, oh, I can't come in today. Okay. When can you come in? Wrong. Yeah. Switch. When can you come into? Okay, great. What days do you have off this week? Yeah. They give and the customer so much power. Yeah, I know. It just changes everything so dramatically. And again, how do I know this? Because we used to fail our people miserably, right? We used to hire them. We'd go out and we'd get the, the kid from Best Buy. And we, we hired the kids from Enterprise and T-Mobile. And we did the whole, wow, this is the best server I've ever had, you know? And, and you yep. bring them in and you, and you set them up in the dealership. And you think to yourself, like, all they need is, is personality. And I mean, that's true. I think very true once people get into the building, but trying to find staff nowadays that can get people in the building, you know, for your point of view, get the leads in the building. Cause I used to tell people, especially, you know, with uh, sales nowadays, I'm not really paying you to sell cars, right? I'm, I'm, I'm paying you to create opportunities for us to sell cars. Mm -hmm. I just need at bats. You know what I mean? Just get them in the building get them to send in an application, just get them to engage somehow. Cause the sooner they engage and you know, the statistics better than I do, the sooner they stop searching on the internet. Right. So yep, how absolutely. do you get them? How do you get them off of Google onto your landing page and then stop? And, and, and the answer is you have to connect quickly. You have to say the right things right off the bat and you have to make the customer think that, I don't need to waste any more time looking because this person should be able to give me what I need. And, and it's just, it's super important. And, I love that. That's such a great statement yeah. too, because it, it, that's, that's kind of what we try to teach is like, you know, you're not just selling cars. You are selling yourself. People don't buy cars from places. They buy cars from people and we want them to buy from you. You want to be the people you want to be the person you want to get that relationship rolling and get it, you know, out of the gate. And I think that's one of the most important parts about the phone calls is people, uh, an owner will spend a hundred thousand dollars on advertising and then go, eh, training. Ugh. Is that really yeah. an investment? 
Well, 2,500 bucks. I don't know. It's a lot of money, but, but then you also could listen to, you know, 10 phone calls and hear each and every single one of those 10 phone calls, you know, end unsuccessfully. There's your $2,500 right there. You, you just found it in 10 phone calls because those are 10 more cars you could have sold if they would have been handled effectively, you know? So I think kind of both of those things go hand in hand, you know, and plus two, when we're training, I love the, the stores to talk about the warranties because, if you're dealing with a buy here, pay here, or a challenge credit customer, even in a lease here, pay here, or subprime situation, they are typically in a situation where they need another car because the one they had didn't have a warranty and it broke down. And that's how mm-hmm. they got here. Um, you know, I even, when I was at the, I don't think that you were there, but we were at the Compliance Unleashed conference and David and I did a joint session. And one of the calls that we played was a collections call where the person mm-hmm. couldn't keep up with their payments because their transmission blew and they had to mm-hmm. put 3K into the, into the car. So they were threatening mm-hmm. repossession. And he says, well, if you're coming to repo my car, I'm taking the transmission out. <laughs> Cause it's mine. Yeah. I paid for it, you know, but stuff like that happens all the time. So, you know, it really sounds like reinsurance is a, is a really great product and can help protect them in some of these situations where you've got a customer that's like, I had to spend X amount of money to fix this. Now I can't make my payments. I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Well, exactly. And so one of the, one of the, you know, that's a great example because <clears throat> one of the nice things about reinsurance for uh, anybody who's using it and whatever the product is, is, you get, you have a lot of control now, right? So you have, you, you don't have to argue with anybody about what we're going to repair and what we're not going to repair. And yes, mm-hmm. there's, there's things to pay attention to, like whether it was covered or not, goodwill forms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of training that I do to explain to people how to use a warranty and a service contract and CPI for that matter um, to retain that good customer. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the process look like? You know, now that we've made it so much easier, why does it make sense? Because, you know, when you, when you talk about people who used to sell cars as is a long time ago, it was a, a tale as old as time and buy here, pay here. Um, what do you do when you have a customer who won't fix a car because of mechanical reasons? Well, you repo it. Great. What's the first thing they do after they repo it? They do the repair that would have kept the customer in the car yeah. so they can resell it. It's like, man, the customer you have today is so much better than the one you think you're going to have tomorrow every single time. (laughs) Yeah. Just right. Just do the And a lot of times they're really close to the end of their loan on top of it. And, and, you know, and it's like, come on, man, they they were so close to the finish line, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I never really thought about it that way. Cause that is of course the first thing they're going to do is fix it and then put it back up for sale when we could have just fixed it and kept the customer. And, and the other thing too, is like, you're going to get referrals from that. You're going to get repeat customers. I mean, one car doesn't always build someone's credit fast enough that they can just go out and get, you know, a prime loan. You're going to have situations where they're going to be repeats. And so that's a really, really great point. So if somebody is interested in contacting you to learn more about this, what is the best way to get in touch with you, Brett? Yeah. So obviously, you know, people uh, can find me on Facebook, uh, you know, I'm pretty much all over the place there. Um, You know, they can uh, call me directly. Um, But, you know, BuckeyeReinsurance.com. Um, is the best way to, you know, learn all the information, you know, they can, you know, put in a request for more information there. Um, I I don't think there's many people who don't have my cell phone number at this point anyway. So I'm, I'm happy to give that out, but, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where take a couple of minutes to, and I know it can be difficult for, for a lot of these dealerships and these business owners and the GMs, but, you know, take, give me 20, 30 minutes 
where you step out of your business, you know, quit working in your business, spend a couple of minutes working on your business and whether or not reinsurance is for you or, you know, the performance groups or, or anything else. I just, I enjoy, you know, networking with people, trying to help guys find ways to get, you know, better connecting dealers with other dealers or connecting them with, you know, people like yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean the website, Facebook, um, you know, we can, put my information out there directly and I'm happy yeah, to put talk to anybody who has questions. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who has questions, I'll gladly um, answer them for them. Buckeye offers some other uh, products as well, right? Yeah. Product wise, there's, you know, Buckeye, as far as anything you can think of that you could do in a dealership, um, you know, and a couple of things uh, that most people probably haven't even thought of um, are, are opportunities for people to take what is, you know, money they're sending to a third party now and start writing those checks to themselves. Yep. Um, on the other side of that, uh, we also have our own administration company. Uh, so for the clients who want us to, we can actually handle the phone calls for them. Um, recently, we got into the, you know, mid-sized and heavy truck market. Uh, we actually own truck masters now. Uh, so anybody who's out there doing, you know, commercial type stuff or, mm-hmm. or selling, you know, heavy equipment, uh, we've started to uh, do a lot of business with those dealers. And obviously we have the performance groups and performance groups are, I don't know, probably the single best way for a dealer to get from point A to point B without having to make all the mistakes himself. Right. I, I think <laughs> right. the whole part of a 20 group is to get into a room with a whole bunch of guys in non-competing markets mm-hmm. who are like you or who you want to be like, and, and just talk about your businesses, right? It's a no filter, face-to-face, what are you doing? And it, it's great to see some of these groups, you know, they get along so well. Mm-hmm. They talk all the time. They absolutely call each other out on their BS. Yes, um, I've You know, I've that. been in group, and I know you have, I've been <laughs> in groups where, you know, the guy will start complaining about something and somebody like, you want to know what? You've been complaining about it for three years. You haven't done anything about it. If you're not going to change, nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. You know, and, and they hold their, they, they hold each other accountable and they're just so gracious with the information and, and they share and, you know, quick, quick um, story for, for us was we were part of a 20 group, you know, for our franchise, you know, for our new car stores. And then obviously, you know, for our buy here, pay here's. And I, I just, you know, I was young and of course I knew everything and I was sure my father <laughs> was wrong. <clears throat> So I was like, hey, man, we got to go to these groups. And long time ago, we went to, uh, we joined the Leadem groups back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Bonanno was our moderator. And we were in there with a whole bunch of dealers who I'd never heard of before. And most of who I've now come to idolize. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I remember going in that room and thinking like, man, you know, I've got seven locations. We're making all this money. Delinquency and charge off is good. Like, this is going to be great. And I, we weren't in there once we started going over things, two hours. And I felt like I had absolutely nothing to contribute. Oh, no. I, was, I was in a room full of guys who had forgotten more than I could have ever known at that point. And it was one of the single most humbling and intimidating environments I'd ever been in. And it was our first meeting, right? So we were trying to be impressive and and gain information and asking questions. And we genuinely wanted to get better. And then they have to vote. 
whether yeah, or not you get could come into in? the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got voted in. <laughs> and on the way home, my father and I both looked at each other like, what were these guys thinking? Like, if they're pitying us, you know? And, but I, man, we never left. We never left one of those meetings without something to take home. And I mean, we just, we got better every single time. Every yeah. single time we got better. And then some of those guys are still friends to this day. Some of those guys are clients now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I just think that, you know, the performance groups, um, getting into something, some type of group like that and participating in your state associations um, is something that is invaluable. And I'm just truly surprised that so many people don't take advantage of it. Yeah, especially the state associations. We've started doing some of the state conventions as well. And um, I spoke at TIADA and it, it was uh, pretty funny. I started my session and then all of a sudden people kept running into my room and flailing their arms in the back of the room. Bill Elizondo comes in and he's having a heart attack in the back. I'm like, what's the problem here, guys? Turned out my audio was playing in all five breakout sessions simultaneously. (laughs) So not just the people in my room were listening to my presentation, but everyone at the convention was listening to it. And Mm -hmm. it was uh, not so funny at the time, but definitely funny now, because even if you didn't want to hear me speak, apparently you got to anyways. But the state associations, I think, are really important because you really need to support your own state. And they, I I like how some of the states do two together, like North and South Carolina just hold one. I think Mm -hmm. that's that's really great. And they draw a lot of attention, but there's also a great opportunity for continuing education and just learning new things like marketing. And also, you know, I know you guys typically have a booth at most of those conventions. Um, Are you going to be in Austin? next month are you coming i know you were on so the, fence I, the super yep. forum <clears throat> i am um engaged with one of our clients um during that same time period and he is trying to decide if he wants to go so if he goes <laughs> we will change our meeting to another day and i will be there if he chooses not to go then uh he has kind of already spoken for me so i will be there to see him but i do yeah. know that you know buckeye will be on hand and you know with his as busy as we've been lately and with, you know, the commitment that we had to support all of the state associations Mm -hmm. um, because of the good work that they do. And um, it's been really exciting to see, you know, obviously Texas does a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, Georgia does a great job. Mm -hmm. Virginia is, has really been, you know, kicking butt lately. Um, The Carolinas is is working really hard. Ohio, Michigan, um, you know, Mississippi, um, they got some new leadership down there in Tennessee that's doing a really good job. And mm-hmm. just to see all these associations Florida. really, yeah, Florida really starting mm-hmm. to just, you know, just do these drives. And I think, you know, I, I, one of the other things I think is now that it's so much easier to get information out there about what the association actually offers, right. I think it's, it's kind of drawing more people in, which is great, but yeah, we enjoy being there. We enjoy supporting the associations and, and the dealers who participate, um, you know, it's, it's a way for us to educate. It's a way for us to, you know, uh, support current clients, meet new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Buckeye is, is, is definitely committed to continuing that for the foreseeable future. Well, Brett, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know it was really crazy just trying to get this schedule because you're all over the place. We are friends on Facebook. It only took us two months. <laughs> I never see you in one place for too long. So I really appreciate you taking the time. I will put your contact information in the comment section. So if you guys want to reach out to Brett, you can uh, figure out how to do that. But Brett, thanks so much for uh, being here today. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too.
thank you so much to Brett for joining us. Um, it was really great to have him. Like I said in the beginning, I've seen so many people ask questions about gap insurance and CPI and um, posting questions about what to do when a customer wrecks a vehicle within the first 30 days or X amount of time or just a variety of different situations. And I thought this information would be really valuable to our listeners who aren't aware of this product and what it has to offer. Plus also, you know, it really helps us when we're phone training to have warranty information to give to the customer. Anything you can tell that customer that's going to make them want to choose you over a competitor is going to be a big deal. And warranties and credit history reporting are two of the most important things that a customer is looking for when they are purchasing a vehicle. Yes, even subprime customers. If you are looking to get in touch with Brett, you can go to BuckeyeReInsurance.com, B-U-C-K-E-Y-E-R-E, insurance. Dot com And you can actually click on contact us and fill out a form and someone will give you a call, I assume in a very timely manner. You can also find Brett on Facebook, of course. His last name is spelled B-U-I-K-E. You can find him. He is also in lots of different Buy Here, Pay Here Facebook groups that He's always providing free advice and information, and I thought it was wonderful how knowledgeable he is and how supportive he is of the community and how he really wants to try to help everyone improve, regardless of whether they're a client of his or not. And I thought that was really impressive, and that's why I asked him to join us here today. So uh, don't forget, uh, we are going to be in Austin, Texas. As I mentioned, we are going to be at the sub prime conference um and that the super forum is actually what they're calling it um i'm so used to it being called the subprime like nabd show and it isn't anymore um now it is called the buy here pay here super forum we're going to be there in austin texas on november 9th through the 11th we are going to be at booth 711 nice and easy we're going to be right next to neo which i'm really excited about i have a lot of clients using neo and i can't wait to learn more about their products so uh i hope to see you all there make sure that you stop by and say hi and once again thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of elevate with cnm coaching i hope you have a great day mm-hmm.